0: The center penalty coming up.
1: Hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's season two, episode 21. Uh, this is the second COVID-19 isolation episode. Uh, co-host Tom here with you, and with me as always is co-host Randy. Uh, how you doing today, buddy?
2: Doing good here in the digital bunker. Uh, as we mentioned <laughs> last week, we had the signed Bobby Orr Stanley Cup up on the wall. I just noticed that we have... Yeah. Uh, Gordy Howe's first ever hockey stick uh, that he used, uh, signed oh, nice. signed by the 1954 Red Wings, the whole team. So right on.
1: Man, that, that <laughs> is a that is a great piece of hockey history that you've that you've got in the digital bunker wall. Interesting that um, we just acquired that piece uh, because today is Gordy Howe's birthday. No way. Uh, yeah, nine. 19- 1928 he was born in floral saskatchewan which i think is just outside of saskatoon. saskatoon yeah uh yeah yeah but uh floral is the name of the community um and i i'm just googling it here because have you I watched the the mr Hockey? Exactly where it
2: is have you watched the mr hockey uh movie
1: Uh, I feel like I must've watched it. It it was a CBC
2: one. It would have come out around the same time as the Don Cherry ones. It's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's on uh, CBC's
2: website somewhere.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hockey. Yeah. You know what? I have, I have a signed photo of him somewhere, like an actual Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey signed photo when I was a kid. Uh, the local newspaper, the Truro Daily News had like these contests. I don't know how you entered. I don't remember entering it. I think you just had to like, you know, live in town. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> one day my name was printed uh, and it was like, there would be like a subway ad. And then my name was like printed on the subway ad or something. And that meant that I won. So I went down to the newspaper office and they were like, you can have this, um, autographed picture of gordy howe or i don't know it was like a duffel bag or something like that it's <laughs> so, like i'll take gordy howe please yeah
2: or a yeah. year yeah, supply nice. of subs i have no
1: idea where that photo is <laughs> yeah maybe it was a subway related prize i don't know that would make more sense i guess but yeah but uh anyway that's my little history with gordy howe, Gordie howe. happy
2: howe. happy birthday mr hockey yeah
1: yeah I don't know how old Well he was born in 28 I guess he was So
2: So 92
1: uh, Today Yeah it would have been a, His 92nd birthday today But he, he passed away A couple years ago I guess right? Yeah uh, so, so Yeah uh, Rest in oh, peace yeah. Mr. Hockey 2016 it says here. That's right Yeah let's uh, Well let's have a, a drink to, to Mr. Hockey Gordy Howe So I, I've got here um, Local craft brew uh barnhammer brewery i've got it's called the 66 new england ipa
2: love that beer. Uh,
1: in honor of josh hosang and Mariola Mew.
2: <laughs> josh first though
0: yeah. 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 And, I, and i'm um, currently rocking so I'm
2: just... oh sorry I'm, I'm currently rocking some nope. uh white rum from uh nice. cuba i guess i don't know not, yeah feeling a little tropical, yeah, it's uh it's a nice day out there, so I figured I should get my rum on. I don't know, and also I'm out mm. of beer, so but yeah, sixty six that's yeah. <laughs> it's 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 uh, actually on the on the theme of uh, or hockey similar like hockey simil- like, named beers, you know, you got the sixty six from Barnhammer. you've got the whaler from torque. Yeah. Uh, they're both similar beers. I, I yeah. would say that, you know, Hazy Whaler used to be my favorite of that type of beer here in Winnipeg, but I would say that 66 is is coming in strong. It's, it's, it seems like it's getting better yeah. uh, as, as they make it's more batches. It's a solid
1: batches. one. It's a solid one. I really like it. <clears throat> I just took my first sip, and it's delicious. It's um, hazy, tropical, and mellow. Uh, for a 6.6% alcohol by volume beer, it is pretty mellow, like, and it smells very tropical, so it goes. It pairs well with your white rum um, <laughs> yeah. that you're that you're rocking. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say the other hockey themed beer in Winnipeg, uh, uh, craft brew, uh, is the Lamplighter. That's uh, right, yeah. red ale. But it doesn't. It's not a. It's not a hazy New England IPA. So
2: no, but anyway, and but, it's got uh, to unbelievable art on the label.
1: That's right, yeah yeah that's they do have nice artwork um, yeah and well and not to take away from barnhammer's aesthetic they've got the sort of clean look with their whoever their graphic design team is they're uh, doing a bang up job they got the sort of white cans with the one little you know le- emblem on it or whatever and yeah good stuff
2: I guess you could probably call that hmm? a minimalist.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, well, should we talk some hockey here? We started out with with Mister Hockey, Gordy Howe.
2: Let's get this into day it. In
1: in history, um, some other I, I have I have another thing that happened on on this day in history uh, that I I can share with you. Go for and it. that is that today is the day. It was the year was nineteen ninety one game season and brett hall scored his 86th goal of the season to pass number 66 mario lemieux not the same season but two years prior lemieux had 85 i think wow So, so by scoring number 86 brett hall became the only other guy that's not named wayne gretzky or mario lemieux to score that many goals so he had um yeah, 86 goals in 78 games that year. Uh, pretty ridiculous pace.
2: <laughs> that is.
1: Um, he had Adam. Adam Oates was setting him up basically for every goal. I would say Oates had 90 assists that year. So I'm sure if you go back through the game logs and look at the game sheets for each one, it's like for every Hull goal, I'm I would wager there's a an Adam Oates assist on that goal. So. Um, Pretty crazy number, though, 86. Uh, you Gretzky, and Hall are the only three dudes to, to score 80 or more. There's been some 70-goal guys, yeah. like um, Solani, yeah, in his rookie year. Uh,
2: McGilney had 76. Esposito,
1: six. yeah, McGilney, uh, Esposito scored 70-something or other, 76 maybe. Um, I'm not sure who else there would be But probably a few anyway uh,
2: But well, yeah If, as if, far as if Lemieux had plus, If Lemieux had 85 um, I guess no I guess yager never would have got that high Hey uh,
1: I don't think so I'm not sure what Jager's most goals In a season were but I'll tell you real quickly Here Uh 62 it was, okay. was was Yeramer Yager's career high in goals. He 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 had... So L- Yager, shockingly enough, actually only scored 50-plus three times and topped out at 62. But he, um, you know, he scored 100-plus points five or six times there. So he was just one of these guys who, like, he was pretty much point of game for, for his whole career. Like, even... Towards the end of his NHL career, like he's still playing over there in the Czech Republic, but you know, I guess he was kind of his last season there with Calgary wasn't uh, you know wasn't so hot, but he was battling that knee injury or something. Yeah, and then but before that with Florida, he had a couple.
2: He was one of their best seasons with Florida for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Well Brett Hall scored his eighty sixth today. And, Old man
1: Jags getting her done. And uh yeah.
2: Gordy Howe's birthday. All on I
1: got some more um, I got some more today in hockey histories for you if you're if Go you're for interested. It. I'll give a shout I'll give a shout out to lastwordonhockey.com for providing these uh, these facts because um, I don't know. I just Googled a question, and this was the site that had the answer. So I started looking at it, and it's like, oh, they got all kinds of facts and stuff. So on this day in 1973, Bobby Orr got a hat trick to reach 100 points for the fourth straight season. Wow. So pretty good for old Bobby. There's a guy that, you know, um, certainly had his career cut short. I think he played like, you know, 10 or 12 pro seasons, and that was about it before the old knees gave out on him. But
2: And he's also uh, Connor McDavid's agent now, though. So going from... Uh, is he really? Yeah, going from being one of the... Or probably one of the best players that has ever played the game to now representing yeah. one of the best players ever to wow. play the game.
1: That's wild. Um, yeah, so Bobby uh played he only played 657 games in the NHL it's uh that's such a shame but yeah he scored 915 points so like so crazy yeah uh one, two three four five six seven nine, 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 nine. yeah like 11 11 seasons and then tried to play a 12th and it just didn't work for him too much pain in the old knees but yeah like that's uh that's quite the like it blows my mind that he only played you know eleven seasons essentially, and like of those eleven, two of them were not much, so like essentially he played nine full seasons. what was his first uh, season?
2: How many points in his very first season?
1: His rookie season he had forty one points in sixty one games, Wow, and then his next season. It was 31 points in 46 games. That was – I think he must have been injured there because they only played 60-something games a year back then. <clears throat> and then it wasn't until his fourth se- season. Like the his third season, he was a point a game basically. His fourth season, 6970, he scored 120 points. And I think he probably won the um, – the what do you call it? The uh, Art Ross. Ross, yeah, sixty nine seventy. Yeah. So he he became the first defenseman, I think, to ever win the scoring crown. Well, if he if he didn't
2: win the wild. Art Ross, and there haven't been the Art Ross, the Hart, and the Norris that year. I would assume.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah. Sixty nine seventy. Yeah. He won Art Ross, Hart, Conn Smythe, Norris. Yeah. So <laughs> so they won the cup that Clean year that. too. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That would have been their first
2: cup. Number four.
1: Yeah. Bobby Orr, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, and uh, a little bit of a Winnipeg Jets this day in hockey history for you. So in 1989, the Calgary Flames beat the Winnipeg Jets 4-1. How is that, you know, something for hockey history, you say? Well, it was Sergei Prayakin must have been his like first game Priakin I was think. the first player from Priakin first player from the Soviet Hockey Federation to to play. Wow. so um, yeah, yeah he only yeah he must have just come over because he played two games that season. Um, he only ever played forty six games total, uh, and um, he was a right winger, and he didn't score a whole lot. So, anyway, but it, I guess that uh, kind of that was right around when you know, nineteen eighty nine, uh, the 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 Iron Curtain was falling, as it were, and uh, started to see a lot more Russians and stuff coming over probably that's right around when fedorov came over and or uh or i i don't know i don't have my russian hockey history all straight but well i remember uh (laughs) sergey sergey
2: makarov was one of the first ones yeah
1: makarov yeah Yeah, he was one of the first guys for sure
2: and then there was like a guy who i think he was like krutov vladimir krutov or something like that he played for uh the canucks um, okay. I remember him being one of the early ones, just like this big burly Russian guy. But I, re- I remember Makarov mm. being one of the first ones. So maybe Priyakin was the was the guy who got it got things going. Actually, on this topic, yeah. there is that movie, the uh, Red Army. If you haven't seen it, one of the better yeah. hockey documentaries that's uh, out there these days.
1: I think I did see it a few years ago. Now um,
2: it used to be on Netflix, and I really
1: enjoyed it.
2: I'm not sure if it's it still where, is.
1: Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was super good. And it showed like the old Russian training well, yeah. method or whatever. Yeah. It was like the one coach he had them like their, their dry land training was like tackling trees or something or like yeah. body checking trees or something yeah. like
0: that. Like, well, and the way that no they, padding, the just, way like, that they,
2: uh, did the five man unit. On the ice Like they didn't treat it As like three forwards mm. And two defensemen They tra- treated it as Five mm-hmm. guys out there So That yeah. was uh, Yeah that yeah. <clears throat> Which basically led to The success of The Detroit Red Wings There in the 90s
1: Well yeah exactly They had that uh, Those cup runs There in the late 90s and, and the The Russian Five Were a big Big part of that For sure Can you name them all With a Googling it? I'm going to try. I uh, remember Fedorov, Laryanov,
2: Konstantinov,
1: Konstantinov, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> uh, did we, uh, Fedisov? Oh, Fetisov,
1: okay. Fedorov, Vyacheslav, Fetisov, yeah, v- 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 F- Fetisov, yeah. whatever, yeah, and then, and then one more, uh, Konstantinov, no, I
2: said him, yeah, Laryanov, Fedorov, is it, uh, I can kind of picture him. I think. Uh, the other forward, Kozlov. Did Kozlov. Say? Yeah, no, it's Kozlov. Yeah.
1: We did say Kozlov. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was. Yeah. So I, I. Okay. So, I googled it. Fedorov, Fetisov, Konstantinov, Kozlov, and Larionov yeah. yeah.
2: And it was Konstantinov yeah. that was in the limo accident, right? And he got he was paralyzed. Do you remember that? I believe that? so. Yeah, like after they won the cup, yeah. there was like a limo accident yeah, it, or something?
1: The the limo driver was drunk or something?
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was the one. He, got um, yeah, paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I think he was a defenseman, maybe?
2: He was, yeah.
1: It he, was Larionov, yeah, yeah.
2: Fedorov, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Kozlov? Yeah, those, those were the three forwards. Kozlov, yeah. yeah.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, and Fetisov and Konstantinov were the defensemen. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool to go back and kind of watch uh, some of the – like they're showing a lot of classic games and such on TV these days with no NHL or no any hockey at all. Um, so they're going back through the archives. It'd be cool to see some uh, – some Detroit Red Wings from, like, that would be, like, 96, 95-ish, I don't know, somewhere around there.
2: Yeah, well, like, that would be be cool to see. We were just talking pre-show about the goalie fight that we are going to talk about. That was 98, that that one round with Mm. uh, uh, Colorado and Detroit, their classic matchups.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, man, I just – so there's the – the movie called the Russian five, I guess. And it's a documentary about them. The poster for that movie. I think this is the poster. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's just the five of them lined up. Uh, and of course, Sergei Fedorov, he's got some great hair. Uh, the rest, you know, I think 16, who was that? Was that laryanov he's got some good hair too. Anyway, they're all looking pretty good. I'll, I'll post that up on the, uh, the the Talking Hockey Instagram page so make sure to give that a follow um, so speaking of the Instagram page we were and, and what you were just mentioning Randy was, was goalie fights so this past weekend I had a picture posted up of I don't know who it was Jacques Plant. no I think it was a New York Rangers goalie it's hard to say but um, some goalie or another giving it to <laughs> a referee just like had him, uh, you know, pinned to the ice, and was was feeding him a, a couple of knuckle sandwiches. And uh, uh, sorry, and uh, <laughs> the um, the theme that we were going to talk about was yeah, some goalie fights. So uh, I was I was just going to say like, you're you're you were you were saying the maybe the most famous goalie fight would have been um Patrick Waugh and Chris Osgood
2: uh, no i wouldn't uh, say one of the famous like i would say one of the most famous ones well there's there's a bunch um the the yeah. the Ron Hextall versus Felix Potfan one it was Flyers versus Leafs yeah. and Hextall just like sprints across the ice like he's probably <laughs> never skated that fast in his life but that was a good, really good tilt. Um, the Ray yeah. Emery one, it's Ray Emery versus, uh, what's his name? The guy from TSN, the uh, analyst, uh, Marty Biron.
1: Oh, noo- Noodles? No, no. Oh, no, Biron. No. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So Ray Emery and, and Marty well, Biron. Then Ray
1: Emery was like a boxer.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, the fight was over very quickly. But then Emery, then after he finished off Biron, he squared off with like a defenseman on Buffalo and he fought somebody else. He's like, he went for number two.
1: (laughs) It was Andrew Peters, I think.
2: Yeah. 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 And then
1: uh, according to YouTube here, the other, the other one that
2: I guess I was hoping, I don't know uh, if you remember this, but it was uh, Pittsburgh versus uh, Montreal and Marc-Andre Fleury. Was he him and Peter Budai were trying to fight? Do you remember that? Like it wasn't too long ago. It was like I don't know, like t- two thousand thirteen, maybe or somewhere in there, I would guess. Maybe okay. maybe maybe more recent than that. But
1: twenty I got I just did a quick Google here. Uh January twenty second, twenty fourteen.
2: Twenty fourteen, okay.
1: The YouTube vid is called <laughs> the YouTube is called Marc Andre Fleury versus Peter Budai. Jan twenty two fourteen. Damn refs. Yeah, the refs
2: get in the way, and it looks it's like you know you wouldn't expect marc Andre Fleury as like someone that would want to throw down or whatever. No. But he was he was ready to go. He's a fun loving guy, and he uh, and then he like kind of does a little dipsy doodle on the ref to try and get out of the way so he can go fight Peter Budai. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's the fight that never happened. It was a five one game. Like for the most part, it's like those those goalie fights tend to happen um you know when the games are completely out of control um yeah in kind of referring it's referring like a back crazy to
1: crazy line brawl
2: yeah what is like referring back to the uh ray Emery one find the clip on youtube you know your, yourself and everyone listening and just watch like the yeah. pl- the play prior to that fight that ha- like it's just like you can just tell like there's going to be a full on fight happening soon it's just yeah. like Sticks are flying and punches are flying And so you can just tell like the energy is there yeah. And all of a sudden Good. that breaks out um, And Lit-
1: Lindy Ruff was losing it
2: Yeah um, And then, like, yeah up. like even even those uh, Colorado versus Detroit Like the one I, I'm getting them mixed up Because Patrick Waugh fought Mike Vernon one year And then the next year I th- he fought Osgood. But the the year yeah. the year that he fought Mike Mike Vernon, it's like uh, Darren McCarty went after Claude Lemieux like in the neutral zone, and like he had Lemieux down on the ice and he was just feeding him hard, and then Patrick Waugh came yeah. in to save him, and then Mike Vernon came in and then they squared off or yeah. whatever. But um, <laughs> but and all that being said, you know those were those were the ones that I was. You know watching and you just like watch those clips and you're just kind of all fired up it's like yeah like when you're watching those yeah, games it's just like so... <laughs> yeah.
1: they're so weird um yeah well claude lemieux probably had it coming let's be oh, honest oh he deserved but...
2: whatever he yeah got. The... yeah
1: <laughs> the goalie fights are just so weird like how they kind of come out of nowhere like they don't necessarily come out of nowhere, but like, you know what I mean? They're just like, they have to skate all the way from the either end of the ice. And it's like, okay, I guess we're the guys wearing these pads. So we gotta, we gotta go. But like, sometimes they're just so heated. And sometimes like the, the one, uh, so like the Rick Pietro versus, uh, uh, whoever that is that,
2: uh, Brent Johnson. Johnson. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was kind of, that one was like, if it, it felt like they really didn't have to, fight. <laughs> they really didn't have to fight. Well, and then and DiPietro's like taking his blocker off, all slow and skating out all like for show, and then Johnson comes hustling down and yeah, like he uh, like you say, he kind of gave him an unexpected left hook there and just knocked him right out and. And then we, you know, before we were recording here, we looked at the, we kind of were watching that and looked at the Di Pietro's stats. And after that, he did not play very many games. So that was kind of, he had a lot of other injuries, but, you know, that uh, probably suffered a concussion because of that. And that was kind of the end of that. So, yeah, anyway, they don't always uh, turn out great, but.
2: Well, and then I guess one one of the most recent ones would have been, was it, uh, Mike Smith versus Talbot? Well, this season,
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. this season, it was the Talbot versus Smith. Yeah, yeah. Two goalies fighting the goal, you know, goalie on the opposite team that they used to play for kind of thing. And then that heated battle of Alberta that got all fired up this year, which, uh, a shame that had to get cut off because there was a chance we could have saw a playoff series between the two but uh you know that's kind of the way she goes but um yeah the the talbot smith fight i don't really know i think didn't smith maybe come out on top of that yes
2: i think well smith also he is to me like he's got the reach he's like a bigger guy you know like he He is yeah yeah like He to me he just seems like he could handle himself in any situation.
1: Yeah, and that one started with um, Smith or sorry with Talbot getting run over. Um, I don't know who ran him over there, but like a lot of the goalie fights, kind of they'll it'll get sparked by by one of he's either you know getting run over and then there's a scuffle and whatever yeah but well, i guess maybe the goalie at the end other end of the ice doesn't quite like it or something and so they gotta yeah i don't know it's uh weird but you know um getting punched by a goalie is not fun because they never take that stupid blocker off
2: no the, the blocker's <laughs> a weapon <laughs> yeah
1: yeah like i <laughs> I mean, it's probably not like good for my brand to say this, but uh, like I almost got in a fight with a goalie at a at a like recreational fun tournament this year. If you recall, Randy, yeah, (laughs) of like on a team against like against a team full of like friends and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) it is what it is. But goalies, you know, they're a breed of their own, but. That was, you know. But, yeah, no, like the goalie, he, like, gave me a shot with the blocker and stuff. And I'm like, buddy, come on now. So, you, you think I'm going to stand there and take that? Anyway, that's a story for another time.
2: Um, um, almost <laughs> almost uh, Ray Emery versus uh, Peters there on the Riverview. Of <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that uh, sixty-six New uh, New England IPA, gotta tell you, delicious. Um,
2: Good for what ails yeah.
1: It's funny. It's yeah. It says, "I'm, I'm just looking at the can here because I was like, oh yeah, tropical, mellow." I'm like, it is very mellow. And then I noticed it says, "Rotate can gently prior to pouring."
2: I just saw that too. I, I had one I the other. I had one the other day, and I totally forgot to do that, but. I guess you're rotating what it do they every they time. Mean by that? Well, I think it's just to like mix up the whatever's in there.
1: Oh, I got you. They're Ka- not saying shake because no. if you shake a beer, that's probably bad news. Well, kind of uh, like a, if you got a yeah, kombucha yeah, yeah.
2: there, you gotta like you know f- kind of tip it over yeah, a little just, bit and mix up the the goodness.
1: Yeah. It's not naturally hazy. Yeah. 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 Nice well so the goalie fights thing like i was saying was kind of inspired by the instagram post i made on talk and hockey uh or at talk and hockey podcast on instagram uh and i'm looking at that photo and it's like 50s or 60s and it's like it looks to me like it's the rangers versus the red wings but you know uh, it's really hard to say the goalie looks like jason the serial killer you know what i mean he's got the the old mask on like Jacques Plant kind of style. But, um, beyond that, the goalie fight thing was kind of, I was thinking about it a little bit because coming up, uh, in the next period here is our vintage hockey hair player and local legend of the week. Um, I won't, I won't, uh, spoil it for you. Stay tuned to find out who it is, but th- they, this guy was involved in a, in a burn burner of a brawl at one point as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we will we uh, will get to that shortly. But uh, what else we got on the old hockey docket here today, Randy?
2: Well, yeah, just as far as, you know, we're keeping the discussion more towards, you know, like historical things and, and different aspects of the game. Yeah. There's no real point to discuss. And I don't know if anyone's tuning in to listen to us talk about our take on... What could potentially happen, <laughs> but I th- I feel that it's yeah. there's no point to even talking about it uh, as far because you know no one really knows. I just saw that Toronto uh, or the, maybe the city of Toronto or the province of oh, Ontario, one of the two, have banned all public events until July first. So there's going to oh, be no wow. there's going to be no hockey in Toronto before Canada Day. So I can't really see. You know, or if something yeah. happens there, there's going to be some sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, c- conflict there. But I guess the one piece of new news that did did come out, or I guess maybe today was the uh, the NHLPA players poll. Is that what it was called? Yeah,
1: yeah, the, yeah NHLPA uh, player poll. Player yeah. poll. Okay. So they they kind of. Uh, it's it's a you know some of the questions are pretty stupid and whatnot, but it's interesting to to kind of think to see what the players think, um, and and it, it came out today. They do one every year, so they said nearly 600 players were surveyed uh, on 20 hockey related questions, but not everybody answered every question. So like the some of the questions got you know five hundred and fifty votes others got like two hundred votes. you know what I mean so you didn't have they didn't have to answer every question kind of thing, and I assumed their answers would have been anonymous and everything but um yeah, we could go over some of those uh results that'd be kinda kind of fun maybe um we'll have a look at those the like i so, saw I saw go, the
2: post come out on Twitter and I was like. I I immediately, I immediately went to, or are, are you are you looking to take a break here or do you want to keep going?
1: No, no, let's. Yeah, okay, let's, okay, so let's, well, let's do this and When we'll this. take
2: the break, and we'll we'll run the Dave Ellett goal and then we'll come back with uh, with the uh, local legend uh or vintage hockey hair player. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. I saw that stuff come out and I saw best forward. Best defenseman, best goalie. I immediately scrolled down to see goalie yeah. to see if Connor Hellebuck would be on that list, and he was yeah. not even mentioned.
1: Yeah, which so there is an other which made up twenty six point eight percent of the total votes, and I bet yeah Hellebuck was in that twenty 26- six. But he wasn't any more than Sergei Bobrovsky, which was 5.6%, which was the, the least amount. Bobrovsky! You're off <laughs> the case, Bobrovsky! <laughs> I just uh, had to throw in a little Jay and Dan uh, reference there. I love, I for no other reason, I love those guys for their Bobrovsky. Hand uh, in your gun and
2: your badge, Bobrovsky! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a classic bit. <laughs> for those of you yeah, that don't understand... Yeah, the goalies, so, Sorry, so for the I don't know do we need yeah. to explain this joke
1: <laughs> but, yeah, but, I don't know I think if you okay. don't understand I'm sorry okay. but
2: okay keep going
1: but uh, yeah so um, yeah for best goalie it was Carey price with 41 and a half percent of the votes uh, Vasilevsky for Tampa he was second he had 17 percent of the votes and then it was Marc-Andre Fleury with eight point nine percent, and then Bobrovsky with five point six percent. So twenty six point eight percent of the total votes went to other, which
2: well Tuukka Rask. You know, I'm to Hel- yeah,
1: yeah, Rask probably Hellebuck. Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, it just seems quick, like it just seems quick, like Connor Jordan Hellebuck. Uh,
2: Hellebuck's not getting very much respect around the league.
1: Yeah, where's the love? Um, I, I'm still of the opinion that they should hand out the awards for this year because, and, and I mean, they'll, you know, like, sanitize them, put them in a envelope and mail them kind of thing. They won't have an awards show, per se, or maybe they'll host an awards show on Zoom or something like that. But, um, you know, like, I still think they should hand out awards for this year. There's 70 games played and... You know, it's good enough to to say who the best players were of the season. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think Connor Hallibuck I'd have a hard time not coming. Like, I'm a Jets fan, but I'd have a hard time not coming to the conclusion that Hallibuck should win the Vesna this year. Um, when you sort, you go to, like, the NHL stats, and you have all the goalies filtered in, so it's just filtered by goalies, and then you like sort each column. Like Hellebuck is either at the top or very near the top in like pretty much every goalie category: games played, shots against, minutes, saves, uh, shutouts, wins. Uh, his goals against and save percentage are not the top, but they're like in that top echelon. You know what I mean? Um, well. And he's, then he's and like even then it's like what does is, what point oh oh two percent really mean you know what I mean yeah. Like so
2: yeah but Go yeah ahead. with, with you're, uh, you're uh I think save with save percentage and goals against average um because he's faced he's like he's faced a lot of pucks so those those oh, yeah. those numbers are gonna take a hit but the fact that he's played so much and made a lot of saves and he, i think what is he either first or tied for first for shutouts he was first yeah first yeah so like i, I he he's basically Six, like in the top you know few spots in all the most important categories um and i would agree like exactly. if you if you Win. if you like uh equate this to everyday life school has been basically canceled and they're basically giving everybody like we'll see you next fall like in the next grade so obviously the kids in school went to enough class (laughs) to uh you know to to for them to get yeah yeah so that it's, it's, it's it's enough games definitely for uh um for the awards to get passed out
1: yeah i i'd agree i'd agree um i think uh I'm going to look at the goalie stats here um, real quick. Like So he so Connor Hellebuck faced – so one of the names that comes up a lot in, in goalie, you know, whatever, uh, conversations for the Vezna is Tuka Rask. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. And because he against plays Tuka for Boston. Rask, very fine goalie. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people will just look at his goals against and his save percentage, which are really good. There's no denying it. He's got a 929 save percent and a 212 goals against. Uh, Hellebuck, for comparison, 922 save percent and a 257 goals against. So what is .05 in a save percent? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the big difference is when you look at the shots against in the saves, Hellebuck has 1796 shots against. That's 1,800 shots. Uh Tuka Rask only has 1189 so 1200. So Hellebuck has faced 600 more shots than Tuka Rask. It's crazy. So yeah. like And think of the,
2: think of the defensemen in front of Tuka Rask. You got Chara, yeah, you got Krug, yeah, exactly, you got McAvoy. So,
1: yeah. So it's it's a, it's a wild uh I don't know. But it, and then shutouts uh, Rask is right behind Rask, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. They all have five, and then Connor Halabuck has six. And I believe that sixth shutout was the one against Vegas, right before the
2: yeah, right at the very season
1: end got canceled. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, there's no denying. I think that uh, Connor Halabuck had a certainly a Vesno worthy. Uh, season he was second in wins next to Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky had thirty five. Hellebuck had thirty one, um, and he was tied with Price for games played at fifty eight. But uh, his minutes, his uh, time on ice or whatever, uh, also second to Carey Price. So, so Carey and Connor definitely were horses for their respective teams. Um, but like. You know, there's a lot of good goalies in the league, no doubt about it. You think about, you know, George Bennington and Marc Andre Fleury and all these guys, you know. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, like that Vesna trophy, it would be. It's kind of a shame that it probably won't be handed out this year because it should be, and it should go to Connor Hellebuck. But
2: what are you gonna do? (laughs) The Jets wouldn't have been in a playoff spot without him. So, like that's, you know, without that performance, yeah, totally. he, yeah, uh, uh, the Jets wouldn't have been where they were in the standings.
1: Totally, but yeah. So, so what, that's what were the other categories? of saying, <laughs> yeah. What were the other yeah, categories? Exactly. Where Winnipeg? Long-winded way of saying that. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that that Winnipeg had a
2: yeah I mention a
1: mention in or or whatever. Yeah. yeah so. In the, um, there's sort of three categories of this player's poll. There was, uh, there's, there's on ice, there's off ice, and then there's arenas and teams. So Winnipeg got voted, uh, third place for best ice for which arena has the best ice. Three of the top four are Canadian and the fourth one will shock you. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, Bell MTS place here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Uh, 11% of the players polled said that the Bell MTS place has the the best ice in the league. So the Bell Center was kind of the runaway winner in Montreal there.
2: Uh, How many, what was the percent for that
1: one? 31.75%. For the Bell Center? Yeah uh
2: 31.75%. Okay, yeah, I I just so, lost you here on the on yeah. the old uh, FaceTime. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry
1: about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh so 31.75% for Bell Center in Montreal, 11% at the Bell MTS place in Winnipeg. So Bell making sure that uh, not only are they providing canadians with quality cellular service. <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> they're really making good ice too.
2: I wonder if and they're giving people breaks on their on their cell phone bills right now.
1: <laughs> I I heard that was supposed to be a thing. It should, I don't know, I think maybe so, that was yeah. like a random petition I saw on Facebook or something stupid. But, but uh, yeah, Bell or sorry, Rogers place in Edmonton, the the new arena up there. They got uh, second place for best ice. And then the fourth best ice in the league as voted by the players was T mobile arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So
2: brand new rink. I guess it's got uh, a new setup.
1: Yeah. Down in the desert there. Uh, I have a, a buddy on old timers who went down to Las Vegas this year, earlier in the season, and he caught a game at the T mobile and, uh, he said it was just awesome and like there's a real you know outside the arena they they show the game like projected onto like onto the building or something somehow it's like the, the building is like a tv screen or something and uh so there's like people out there and then he said they were doing that and then somebody came along that i don't know if he knew them or whatever but anyway next thing he knows, he's in a he's in a box suite for the rest of the game from like the basically the second and third period or whatever. And, uh, didn't really, I don't think he paid to get in there. So I'm not sure if they just give away tickets down there in Vegas or what, but like the rink is full all the time, pretty much. It's still got that sort of new shine on it, you know? So, and the team is good. They so, got a good team. We'll yeah. see you like, maybe, maybe in a couple of years when the team's not good, We'll see what the well, attendance is like, but for ch- now it's good and it's a good time and a really cool rink uh, uh, from what I hear. So
2: they're chock yeah. full of Manitobans on that team. That's
1: right. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely a Canadian thing that people in the winter time go down to Vegas, right? Especially on the prairies here, you can get uh, super cheap deals to fly from basically any prairie city down to Vegas. You know, four nights in a hotel kind of thing, plus the flight, and it's it's just a couple hundred bucks, and you know it's like so. And I, I've never actually been to Vegas, but uh, you yeah, know, it's I'm I'm half considering it just to go watch some hockey. It's probably. <laughs> Probably not much more expensive than going to watch a game here. You know what I mean. So.
2: <laughs> well, you might have to wait a while for that, but uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Next yeah. season,
1: those those plans are on hold. But yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So, but uh, yeah, so okay. those are the two sort of categories that the Winnipeg Jets figured prominently in. And so, uh, be- best forward the, was
2: obviously the, McDavid.
1: Yeah. So best forward. Connor McDavid, sixty-eight point three five percent of the votes.
2: Wow! So <laughs> Crosby, Crosby gets no not, respect. Yeah,
1: not even close. Well, he was second, and he got about fifteen percent. Um, but Crosby was voted, basically, voted uh, most complete player. And yep. also, if you need one game to win, who is the one player you would want on your team? So Crosby got first in both of those votes. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever that, I get. That's like, a good category. That's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so the let's look at that one then. So the 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 question was if you need to win one game, who is the one player, any position, you would want on your team? And the f- sort of four finalists or whatever were Sidney Crosby, forty four percent. Connor McDavid thirty point five percent, Nathan McKinnon, four percent, and Patrice Bergeron three point three percent. Wow! And then there were eighteen percent of the votes went to other. So who knows? Could have been goalie or
2: yeah. I, would've, I, would've I Drew, would I would have put Drew Doughty for, in, that situ- in that in uh, that list.
1: Yeah, he seems to be yeah. a player that you'd maybe wanna... he was in that other. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, you. I, I feel like, a, oh, I mean, all four of these guys are forwards. So if you need to win one game, I guess. But, like, I think that goal, like probably some goalies and defensemen should be on that list for sure. But, um yeah, it's kind of a – I mean, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, still, even though he's – what, how old's Crosby now? Like thirty-two or something like that.
2: If that, yeah. I would
1: still say if the if you could pick one team or sorry one guy, yeah, Crosby's thirty-two. If you could pick one guy to build your team around, you know what I mean? I, I would still pick Crosby to this day. I think
2: and like, you, and he's no
1: disrespect to Connor McDavid, obviously, but
2: you got to think too. He's yeah. got like a good five or six years left too.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and judging by this season, it was obviously shortened for Crosby in two ways. He had the uh, hernia surgery, I think it was. Uh, sports hernia or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, so he, he missed some time there. And then, obviously, the the coronavirus cut the season short. So he only played 41 games this season, but he had, he had 47 points. And uh, I think it was I think it was last night I was laying in bed Just watching Like uh Highlight videos And stuff <laughs> I watched a Sidney Crosby Highlight pack Of all his goals And Like Not all of his assists But like Just like of sweet Crosby plays This year And it was just this year And I was like Man Every fucking play Is like a banger It's just like
2: Well the way that so he's good. so good At finding yeah. guys Like I think it was yeah. his first game back from his sports in her sports hernia, hernia injury. I think he had like didn't he have like four yeah. assists in his first game back? Like he didn't even Something miss like a that, he didn't eh? he yeah. even miss a step, and he's just so good at finding the guy yeah. that no one's looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's a beauty for sure. So,
2: any other surprises yeah. on there, um, or should we uh, move on to the uh, vintage hockey uh, player?
1: Yeah, well, let's. Um, I don't know if there were any other surprises. The best trash talker. There was, there was a trash talker category, which.
2: Who would that be? Is that Marchand? question?
1: Who? Yeah, it was Brad Marchand who won the best trash talker. Uh, and drew Doughty was second. And then Ryan Reeves from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, he was third Mm. and fourth place was Patty Maroon. That, uh, playoff hero from last year for the blues yeah but um so there was there was best trash talker and then there was also a question for worst trash talker so i i don't understand necessarily what the difference is but marchand and Doughty got first and second place in this category as well so uh whatever that means i don't know but people PK Subban got third place in worst trash talker category. Nice. So uh so either PK's got no he thinks you know, maybe maybe worst trash talker is like the guy just, you know, he thinks he's like so good at trash talking, but everything they say is like oh you fucking loser or whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I think that's what that's what it is, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah and then best trash talker is like, Hey, uh, me and your mom are going out for ice cream (laughs) after the game. Uh, if you're a good boy, you can come or something, you know, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. but other, other than that, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of the off ice questions were a lot like, you know, who's, uh, who's the best bromance and who should you follow on social media and all this kind of stuff i thought that was kind of lame but actually there was one question for the off ice that and then we'll, we'll we'll do this one and then we'll go to the break but uh who has the best nickname i like this question and uh so thomas tatar of the montreal canadians won best nickname his nickname tuna nice because tatar sauce i guess yeah i
2: don't know i thought, That's McD- I I thought would mcdavid would have been tuna. number one isn't he mcjesus <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but i don't know that people on the ice call on that oh, okay or is maybe this isn't the i i don't know what nickname this is but
2: so, wh- who really... so
1: yeah tuna tuna's number one number two is david pasternak pasta? aka pasta
2: yeah
1: yeah number three artemi panarin the, aka Breadman. yeah yeah and Cause he got that nickname. Cause I guess in the States, there's a place called Panarin bread or something like that.
2: A Panera. Is that what it is? It's called Panera. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Panera, yeah. Yeah. And it's like a,
2: it's like a restaurant what is it? or something. Like a bakery. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So bread man. Cause I always wonder, cause like on social media, well like if Panarin scores or whatever, They'll just like post the bread emoji and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Anyway.
2: What, what's, what's the other? Is there another I'm nickname? Su-
1: and then the other one is, I don't even know this guy. He plays for the Arizona Coyotes. His name's Christian Fisher. His nickname is Stinky.
2: <laughs> Stinky Fish?
1: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it must be, right? Stinky Fish Fisher.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then And then there's... So the uh, other is 76% of the votes. So I'd like to see what some of the other ones are, but they don't show you that. So the top four are tuna, pasta, Breadman, and stinky.
2: Nice. Actually, uh, maybe for next cool, episode, but... we do some research and look for my other NHL nicknames.
1: Good idea. I'll write that well, note down.
2: Okay. Because we forgot whatever we were oh. supposed to do this time, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> A look for other nicknames. Got it. Okay.
2: Okay, so let's, let's roll. All right.
1: Well, let's head to the break.
2: All for seven. Would you have a penalty shot? almost had a
1: All right, there, hockey fans, and welcome back for the second period of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's co-host Tom here. I got co-host Randy on the line. I guess he's got me on the line. I'm calling in from our virtual uh, hockey bunker uh, due to whatnot COVID nineteen and so on. Cracking a fresh beer here um, just to enjoy while we talk about our Vintage Hockey Hair Player of the Week and our Local Local Legend legend. of the Week. Same player this week. The twofer. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the twofer. I like doing a twofer now and then. We've done it a couple times before, and we'll do it again. But uh, we're certainly going to do it this week. Um, So this week's uh, Vintage Hockey Hair Player and Local Legend is none other than famous Edmonton Oilers, Boston Bruins goalie Bill Ranford. Of course, he played for a couple other teams, and we'll get to that, but uh, most mostly famous Oilers and Bruins. Uh, yeah, Billy Ranford, born in Brandon, Manitoba. Um, he, uh, he was actually, uh, I guess he grew up in, BC, but he was born here. So therefore he counts. But, um, so the reason that he's going to be a vintage hockey hair player of the week, um, you'll just have to basically check the Instagram after the show because there's a photo that I have found on the internet doing my, my internet perusals looking for hockey hair (laughs) and, uh, this, there's a, there's an image that I'll, I'll post up and it's basically, it's warmups. Um, and Ranford's taken a casual lap. Like he's not hustling. <laughs> it's a very casual lap around the rink and he's got, I'm going to guess this is like late eighties. Um, there, there's no, there's no crests on the Oilers jersey that he's wearing to indicate what season it might be. Um, but he's got Vaughn pads, Vaughn blocker, Vaughn trapper, Sherwood stick, and just a mullet that goes well beyond the collar of his shirt, of his jersey. Like it, it goes down his back a little ways. And it's, the front is like a, it's like, I don't know, like a, a men's haircut, you know, that you'd get it, classic cuts or whatever. And then the back is just, Looks like it's been permed or something. It's a it's a heck of a hairdo, basically. What Where, where's that um, photo? But yeah, it was kinda it's it's um I haven't posted it yet. Okay. But it's uh I've just got it. I I can't um I'll share it with you shortly.
2: okay uh, <laughs> I, I just know. I just went looking for it, I couldn't get the find
1: technology it. Going good enough yet. I, I saw the yeah, I can, uh, I,
2: can uh, I saw the uh Bill Ranford ping his parking ticket photo just now. <laughs>
1: What's up with that? It's so weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. um, He's trying to figure out the parking machine or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why would Wikipedia use that as (laughs) his photo? I don't know. But our good friends over at Wikipedia basically have a picture of Bill ranford looking confused, pressing the buttons on a parking machine. Anyway
2: um oh yeah here's the so <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah 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 so pretty good but uh i kind of got into bill ranford this week um because i was looking at um uh, well uh, that hockey the goalie fight one picture that i was talking about earlier and then i i was thinking about goalie fights and i just did a sort of precursory uh Google search of goalie fights and bill ranford versus Fitzpatrick. I think his name was for Florida came up and this is when ranford was backing up only Kolzig of the Washington capitals in the late nineties. So like 97, 98 kind of deal
2: at the end of his career, I guess, or what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty much the end of his career. And, uh, he, um, he there was like a line brawl between washington and florida this 997 i think it was from and like it got ugly like uh dale hunter was on washington and his his like uh his everything came off except for his jofa helmet <laughs> 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 he's just like he's scrapping away And I was like, oh, he's got the same shoulder pads as me, (laughs) but like, not quite, but like those kind of just like barely there shoulder pads, you know? And, uh, yeah, just Dale Hunter, like what a crazy bastard that guy was. But anyway, yeah. Then Fitzpatrick for Florida came steaming down the ice and, and Ranford and him, well, they got into it, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, so the Google Vat hockey fight between those guys, it's pretty hilarious. Just like such a, such a melee, like it's, it's, uh,
2: don't, don't tell no, me what happens. You, you
1: can't make sense of
2: it. Don't tell me what happens, but I would assume that Bill Ranford isn't much of a fighter.
1: No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you assume correctly. Yeah. yeah. You assume correctly. He
2: went to the Rick Di Pietro school fighting. of fighting. No.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um and apparently FitzPatrick I keep, I keep saying FitzPatrick I really hope that's what it is. But um he that guy's a uh, a Newfie he's oh, from yeah. Newfoundland. So he knows you that know throw that down. he's probably <laughs> he, he's a rough and tumble feller. Um but uh
2: but also um yeah, like, Bill like, Bill Ranford was in net for the uh, Dave Ellett goal that uh, we just played the clip for into this into right. this segment Sorry. so yeah. his was, his uh was, his uh, you know heyday he was he was tending net for the Oilers uh every single year that they were beating down on the Winnipeg Jets here in Winnipeg
1: yeah and then that one moment of glory that eh, it didn't end so well after that but like as far as the series goes but that one game yeah Dave Ellett with the big goal for the Jets there
2: Double um, overtime.
1: Was it a power uh, – overtime, double overtime. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, R- Ranford was in there. Was that um, was that goal uh, – I'm Googling it. R- Elliot goal on Ranford. Was that goal um, like a slap shot from the point?
2: Yeah, it was a face-off win. Like Thomas Dean won the face-off, went back to Elliot. He scored. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. the Jets went up three one in the series and then lost four three. Eventually, lost four three in the series. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's a heartbreaker. Um, pretty sweet uh, image of the old Winnipeg Arena in oh, yeah. full whiteout. In the whiteout, yeah. And Dave Ellett with the arms raised and stuff, and um, yeah.
2: Probably one He's of the kind of like probably a, the best hockey moment, uh, maybe or maybe number two behind Timus uh record breaking yeah. goal, but uh, that Dave Ellett's overtime goal is definitely up there. Yeah, nice. But yeah, actually yeah, was I was just cool. looking at uh, Bill Ranford's hockey DB here, and uh, you know obviously, yeah. obviously his his claim to fame was. He started with Boston and he played a whole bunch of seasons with Edmonton. I'll let you go through all the the uh the highlight years, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that he went Tampa Ed, or Tampa Detroit and Edmonton at the end of his career.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, he got to retire in Oiler, which is kind of cool. I guess they probably bought brought him back for just that reason, but that was nineteen ninety nine two thousand yeah tommy Salo was the was the Oiler's goalie at that time, and so ranford you know, I don't know if he played the full season or whatever he was only thirty two years old, and that was the end of his career uh which is it's interesting he's not very old, like he must have been just a pup when he came into the league, obviously
2: uh well, that last year he, he was, played yeah, sixteen he was 18, games.
1: eighteen years old in his first year. Yeah. So whether or not that was spaced over the entire season, or if that was just like at the beginning of the season, or who knows what, his numbers in that last season weren't terribly great. He had a three fifty nine goals against and an eight eighty five save percentage. So you know uh, that's probably not going to get you many <laughs> many uh, starts or whatever. But
2: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, he he. And then the year before he was in – he split between Tampa and Detroit and he had 36 games total. So – and that must have been that Detroit went on to a cup win that year. So they must have just brought him in for goaltending depth or something, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think he would have um, been uh, Osgood's backup.
1: Yeah. 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 They had uh,
2: – He ended up playing four games that playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess yeah, he came in and and backed up Osgood on the way to a Detroit Stanley Cup there, but um, or maybe they didn't win the cup that year. They won the cup the previous year, but anyway, yeah, like basically, most of his hockey was played with Boston or Edmonton, and so he won he won a few cups with Edmonton. Obviously, he won the Conn Smythe in eighty nine ninety. That was the Stanley Cup. Was that the Stanley Cup that they won after Gretzky had been traded? I think so.
2: Gretzky was traded in 88, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. So then the Oilers won the Cup without Gretzky the following year, just to sort of say like, ha-ha, we could do that without you. And and yeah, um, Billy Ranford won the, he won the uh, Conn Smythe that year as playoff MVP. So he really sort of, you know, had the had the team on his back there for that for that run. But I mean, that was also Marc Messier's kind of team, as yeah, it were.
2: He but, owned it there, but yeah. But
1: before that, you know, like yeah. So he would have won the cup with Edmonton probably one other time, I guess. And then uh but before that it would have been Andy Moog in Edmonton, I think. He would have been the, the Oilers goalie.
2: And Grand And
1: then and, but and Grand Fury, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Maybe Moog and Ranford. Did they get
2: traded for each other? Is that? I think. I think that's how it worked. It was possible. It was, yeah, Grand Fury and Andy Moog for a few seasons, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if it was Fury and Ranford. I don't. I don't ever remember that.
1: Well, here we go. Here, nineteen eighty-eight, March eighth, nineteen ninety-eight. So that's like post trade deadline, I guess, unless the trade deadline used to be different. Um uh Bill Ranford traded from Boston with Jeff Courtnell, Geoff Courtnell, yeah, to Edmonton for Andy Moog, so Moog went to Boston, and then, yeah, Ranford and Courtnell went to Edmonton. That's hilarious. I do not remember Jeff Courtnell being an Edmonton oiler, but I guess he was, yeah, so anyway, and then uh. But, yeah, so, yeah, he was traded. He was also traded uh, with Adam Oates. Speaking of Adam Oates earlier in the show, a uh, guy who set up Brett Hull's many goals. Um, so when he went from Boston to Washington, he went with Adam Oates and Rick Tockett. Wow. Tockett with a rocket. Yeah, four. Jason Allison, Anson Carter, and Jim Carrey. No, not that Jim Carrey. Yeah, but, the
2: goalie. Uh, Holy.
1: Yeah, Jim Carrey the goalie.
2: He came on, on the scene Was quite Jim- hot.
1: He did. He won Rookie of the Year, maybe, didn't he?
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Or Vesna or something. He won he won some sort of trophy.
2: Back when Washington did had he- the blue like the, the they were rocking those like blue teal jerseys.
1: Yeah, with the eagle on it or yeah. something maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did Jim Carrey have a painting of like the mask by Jim Carrey on his mask?
2: You'd think so. You know what I mean? Otherwise that'd be like a <laughs> missed opportunity.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's probably ruining about it to this day if he didn't have it. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know. A uh, little bit of Bill Ranford facts for you. So Ninety one ninety two was kind of his best season in a way. Um or at least he had the most wins that year. Like this is an era where goaltenders didn't really have a save percentage of nine hundred or above. So like Ranford's all-time save percentage is point eight eight eight. So eighty-eight eighty-nine percent, let's call it. Yeah. Um and, you know, a lot of his seasons with Edmonton are right around that mark. Like, his his best save percentage season was uh, that he played, you know, like a, a decent amount of games, more than the four or six or whatever, was in 93-94 he played 71 games for Edmonton. And he had an 8.98 save percent, 348 goals against. So, um I don't know I don't think the Oilers were very good in 93-94 uh, no that was well after the yeah, uh, had, yeah yeah like Messier was in New York by that time and yeah everybody was kind of long gone except for Craig McTavish and probably like you
2: know Kevin Lowe
1: Bill Ranford and whoever but yeah yeah Lowe might have even been done by then
2: oh he went he went to the Rangers but, I think
1: yeah, yeah yeah so anyway but yeah no like uh bill ranford i i would say known known for um a couple things basically the con Smythe trophy uh and his really awesome hair he's got great hair so and of course he is a brandon manitoba
2: local guy, legend yeah. born in
1: I was going to say born and raised, but no, born in Brandon, Manitoba, raised in, uh, uh BC. <laughs> so yeah, kind of a local legend, eh?
2: Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of boils down to the, the art, the discussion on home, what's your hometown? Is it where you were born or where you grew up? So yeah. I guess he was born in Brandon, yeah. but, uh, grew up elsewhere
1: yeah 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 he played if you on his hockey database he played in the w h l for the new Westminster Bruins so uh I don't think the new West Bruins exist anymore in the w h l
2: no they've probably fact, they relocated but, and then like looking at his hockey yeah. d b here is he after he finished playing, he went on, and i guess he's still the goalie coach for the Los Angeles Kings. He uh
1: Yeah, that's right. He got a Stanley Cup with LA.
2: He as a coach. He was a goalie coach for the Vancouver Giants for 2 seasons in the WHL and then since 0607 yeah. he's been the goalie coach for the Kings. So he's got more than he's got that's 2 cups. Cool. Yeah. And that's want, pretty cool. He, he gets to yeah. work
1: with Jonathan Quick a bunch and
2: Conn Smythe yeah, Trophy no. winner in
1: 89-90. Yeah. Um fun fact about his time with the new west bruins there's a couple of names on that roster that i recognize here guess who played for that team which team uh former vintage the new westminster bruins which was the uh junior team that ranford played for so former former vintage hockey hair player of the week craig berube played on that team oh wow um and also another former vintage hockey air player of the week, Eldon Pokey Reddick, also former Jets goaltender, played on uh the New West Bruins. And uh some other NHL names that you might recognize. There was uh Cliff Ronning, also played for the for the New West Bruins.
2: Mark Recky. So
1: kinda kinda stacked little team there, yeah. But uh, yeah, kind of cool. But So, Pokey Reddick. I love that guy. Anyway, maybe we did. I think we did him as a good to chalky air player of the week one time. Pretty sure. If not, well, we'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So, well, actually, your, did you. Chalky air player of the week? And oh, did, go ahead. Did
2: go ahead. you want to maybe save the last um, portion of what we were going to do for next week? Cause we're all, we're, 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 okay. pu- we're, pushing 80 here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe yeah, we should, we should save that for next Unless, week.
1: Okay. Do you, do you, you want to cut some and then, or is that too much work?
2: Yeah. Let's just, let's just leave it. Let, let's, let's okay. save it for next week. So then you can do a lineup as well.
1: Okay. Okay So
2: do you Do you have Like um, I guess Before we Send things off here Did you have uh, A song In mind
1: uh, poof. I do not Or should Oops, I just
2: shit. Pick another Hextall song Because that whole Record's really good
1: <laughs> Um. Well You know what I did realize um, Was that so last, last week, we went out on that song by, we were talking about Marty McSorley, eh? Remember yeah,
2: f- Flatten the Curve, and We were yeah. saying
1: about, yeah, exactly. He had the illegal curve that got called in the Stanley Cup Finals against Montreal. And we're talking about flattening the curve for COVID-19. Kind of a missed opportunity to throw to a song by Kathleen Edwards from Ottawa, Ontario. Do you know that girl?
2: No, I don't. I should say.
1: So she's kind of like a uh, alt country type singer. Okay. And she's got a tune and she called, it's called like, give me the glory or something like that. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to Google it while I'm talking to you here. (laughs) But um, it's, um, it goes, there's a line in it and it's like, you're the oh man you're you're the Gretzky I'm the McSorley something like that anyway. Okay. Kind of like you know and then you get whatever and you get the glory. Oh man, I'm really butchering this. Got to get the I got to get the uh song. I make the dough, you get the glory. That's the that's the song called. That's what <laughs> I can't even talk. That's the song called. Uh, (laughs) I get the, I make the dough. You get the glory. Here's the lyric. Here's the lyric. Um, I'll read you the whole sort of chorus, if you will. Just, you know, it's like a spoken word concert. You're cool and cred like Fogarty. I'm Elvis Presley in the seventies. You're Chateau Neuf. I'm yellow label. You're the buffet. I'm just the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a Ford Temple, you're a Maserati, you're the great one, I'm Marty McSorley, you're the Concord, I'm economy, I make the dough, but you get the glory.
2: Nice. So, she she rhymed round, round Maserati with one. McSorley.
1: Yeah, and McSorley and glory, I guess. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, so you're the great one, I'm Marty McSorley i make the dough but you get the glory wouldn't the great one get the dough
2: and, and the, the glory? glory yeah i don't know i think I, so
1: yeah <laughs> maybe it's figurative dough you know not literal yeah but anyway
2: okay so i'll I'll cue that up <laughs> cool song though i'll cue that up here we're uh we're uh pushing our limits here on time so let's uh <laughs> i'll cue that song up the and producers
1: end. are breathing down her neck
2: um, I guess as far as, uh, next episode, let's, we'll, we'll both come, come to the table with, uh, the, uh,
1: okay. Yeah. So
2: the best jets lineup, basically including 1.0 like, and 2.0 yeah,
1: all time. Yes. Yeah, starting jets lineup. So you do 1.0 and I'll do 2.0. Okay. No, actually just combine them. Combine yeah. Them.
2: I want to do a mix. Yeah. I've got a good mix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll each come with our own starting lineup. Uh, although, yeah, no that's fine. I was going to say my mine I don't know my Jets 1.0 history all that well. But I'll learn. Yeah, I'll learn. It'll you'll take you'll a do fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what what's the yeah. song called again here?
1: The song is called I Make the Dough, You Get the Glory by Kathleen Edwards.
2: Okay. So we'll cue that up, and we'll be back again next week, most likely yeah. Monday, Tuesday-ish. But uh, you know, pay attention yeah. to the to the social medias.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get her up there, and uh, yeah, we'll do this uh, COVID COVID o'clock uh, sort of whatever you want to call this uh, quarantine. Session that we got going here. I don't know, man. I'm getting super squirrely with this quarantine business, but it sounds like it's going to go on for a little while yet. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, time to settle Better in for settle a while. In. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So here right comes on. the track, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Okay, keep your stick on the ice.
3: Every time you give me five, I wash my hands Do you know how many germs are transmitted by a handshake you want to kill? Just not if you have a deal If you got manners and I would love to see You pull and open the bathroom door for me Otherwise I'll wrap my shirt around the knob And if I gotta touch it, wipe it down with a swab What you know about the antiseptic alcohol towel With my toilet stool wrap while I'm waiting on my bowel. Wang, to slap the inside of the seat And my knight might as well admit defeat First couple sheets of ass wipe it. don't use It's some international water I refuse to cruise And I can tell by just looking that you're the type Who don't wash their hands after they wipe Then you wanna slap five and smoke these trees Two simple ways for you to pass disease That's why I use a towel when I touch the tap And I disinfect the microphone before a rap At the end of the night when the promoter gives a dough I use latex gloves and I count it real slow Never lick my thumb, that shit's disgusting Never eat at restaurants, never been that trusting And it ain't no joke, this is germ warfare Like when KRS-1 was screaming out, oh yeah! putting anything in your mouth Just like babies You dirty motherfucker That's how you got scabies
0: Rule number one The cardinal rule As soon as you walk in the house Wash your damn hands Because your hands are dirty You don't even understand How dirty they are Because everywhere you go There's bacteria, there's germs There's nastiness,
1: there's viruses out there And you're picking it up you may think you're clean, but no matter how clean you are, for every clean pair of hands, there's 4,000 pair of filthy dirtbag hands, and those hands are touching everything. When so you touch the doorknob, you're infected. You touch, uh, you touch the pole on the bus, or the strap hanger on the subway, forget about the dip, you're contaminated. Take mass, everybody would just wash their hands, it would put a significant dent
0: in the spread of infection.
1: What kind of record
3: company do you have? What kind? You know, what type of music? Rap music. What? Rap
0: music. What is rap music? Let's just show them.